Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, I'm joined now by Stephen Clark, who, of course, writes for EPL Index, and you can find him on Twitter at StephenClarkCFC. Um, we're not going to be touching on Mashup today. This is a deadline day update, so we'll, we'll kind of stick to that. Uh, maybe if we have you on at a later date, we can touch on what's been going on uh, elsewhere, but... Uh, the news today started with um, Batshuayi uh, being pictured in training shorts in Germany. Uh, he does end up completing his deal to uh, Borussia Dortmund. Just hearing um, about as we hit record um, that there might actually be a future purchase clause for Dortmund in that contract. Uh, what do you think of this loan and potentially losing him, another uh, young player filled with potential that may have not made the grade at Chelsea? Yeah, with Bashuai, he's he's always been a big fan favorite, and you know, I, th- I think he, I think to an extent, he is fairly un- not as appreciated as he should be by by some people at the club. You know, um, look, looking from the outside in, I always notice that people uh, comment on, you know, Bashuai seems to score a lot of goals. He seems to um, kind of score every time he's he's entrusted by Conte, but yet um, Chelsea don't seem to repay that faith with uh, starting positions and that sort of thing. Um, for me personally, I, I really like um, Bashuai as a striker. I think I think he's a really good goal poacher, and I think that I think he's actually um, his hold up play is actually really improving, and I, th- I think that he has been improving overall at Chelsea. Though it really does seem that he's out of favour with Conte. Um, I understand why to an extent. He he's not exactly a Conte striker at all. Conte likes his striker to be kind of traditional number nine, um, doing all the work. You know, Bashuai is. Bashuai is a little bit, a little bit more raw in in that regard. A little bit more of a of a young striker. He's still got a bit to learn to kind of be trusted with all with the keys of the city sort of thing. Um, but I, but I, def, I definitely, definitely think that he's got he's got a future at Chelsea if if he if he can go out to Dortmund. I, I actually really think this Dortmund move is good for him. Um, I, I've been expe- been expecting him to go on loan, obviously, probably for the last six months. Um, I think Dortmund's a great place. It's the right caliber of club for Dirk Bashaway to still be moving up in his career. You know, he's still so young, um, 22, 23, I think. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, they need a poacher. That, that's exactly kind of what the same role that Obama Young was playing. I think that Bashaway will just step right in there and start scoring goals. He'll be finally the number one 
goal goal getter at a club. And yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does in Germany. I think the the fans will love him. He'll fit right into the club's personality, and um, hopefully, like you said, um, Chelsea can see a reason to keep him later, and hopefully, Dortmund aren't able to exercise that release. Yeah, and again, that, that's just being reported right now. I don't have any uh, personal knowledge of that, but uh, time will tell there. But obviously, uh, Chelsea would be better off being able to hold on to him, uh, regardless yeah. of how this loan goes. Um, the incoming to uh, at least temporarily replace Batshuayi uh, is Olivier Giroud. Kind of seems a strange one on the surface. What have you made of that deal? Yeah, you know, it's it's not the most inspiring um, signing on Chelsea's behalf. You know, it's not a signing that fans are going to go crazy for, but. You know, it, it could be one of these signings of uh, these guys that, you know, just kind of fits into the squad really well. You know, we we do need a striker, obviously, with Bashway going out and Rats has um, had some injury problems this season, especially when he's been asked to play basically every game in four competitions. But, um, yeah, to have, have someone like Jude with the experiences, I, I, th- I personally think it will work out to be a decent signing. You know, it's, it's not going to be a glamorous one. He's not going to score 20 goals, but, you know, he could, he could pop in with, with 10 to... 12 sort of goals off the bench, you know, start a few games. If we go deep into the FA Cup, um, then that he's going to be definitely required. Um, yeah, no, I, I see it as a good signing, you know, um, especially for the money. That's probably the the biggest upside of this deal is the fact that um, we got him for 17.5 mil, I think it's been reported, um, which is really good business, I feel, because, you know, if you're getting a player who scored 105 goals in five years at his last club, you know, for 17.5 mil, it doesn't, doesn't look too bad. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, there's there's obviously qualities to his game that should um, balance out the sides, the sides um, I suppose, goal-getting ability. I, I, th- I think that this side really lacks goals, and, you know, someone like Olivier Giroud who just scores, you know, the right amount of goals will will hopefully help influence the side a little bit more. I'm excited to see what he does. Um yeah, hopefully Conte trusts him a bit more in Bashuai. That's all I can say, really, there. It would be hard for him not to yeah. <laughs> at this stage. Um, also, you signed a new left-back, uh, Emerson Palmieri, from Roma. He did play 23 matches last year. Um, I honestly have not uh, gotten to, to see him much. Uh, statistically, it doesn't look like he is in an Alonso mold. Uh, what do you think the thinking is behind this one? Um, the thing behind this one, I, I, I think this is this is another kind of shrewd signing by Chelsea. I think this is this is this is probably the actually the signing I'm most excited about, to be honest. Um, obviously, people looking from the outside in see Chelsea, see the goals Alonso scores, um, and kind of think that's a, a position that we don't need really need to strengthen. The issue though is that Alonso really has no recovery pace. He's he's really he's really good in in a role like that when we aren't being pressed so high. But as soon as anyone, as anyone who watched the Chelsea Arsenal games can see, that we get pushed right down the flanks by people like Bellerin, Alonso just stands no chance. He's not the same, he's not the same league as some of these, some of these um, wingbacks and, and wingers. So, um, it, and just in general with Kennedy going out alone, we needed backup left back anyway. I think that Palmieri is young, a bit raw still, um, Obviously, I think Alonso will still be the starter for now. Though, obviously, in the next two two to three years, I actually do see Palmieri taking over that position. I've spoken to a lot of Roma fans um, online because I hadn't seen any of Palmieri until we signed him, so I figured I'd try to educate myself on him a little bit. spoke to one guy um, who was 
told me that Zappacosta was very average, and um, that's proved to be true in my opinion. Um, and he's told me he, the same guy has told me that Palmieri is really a really exciting player. Um, obviously, um, it'll be interesting to see. He's had his first long-term injury with an ACL injury last season, um, but before that was looking great apparently. Um, so it could be one in the Rudiger mold where we we've got to hope that he's um, come back from this injury well. But it does look like that was the factor that got us Emerson kind of on the cheap. Um, either way, if he doesn't work out to be a fantastic signing in the future for, for the money we paid for him, and if he does a job, fills in for Alonso when needed, then it'll be a good signing regardless. So I think, I think, I think this is a good signing all round. Um, I think that, that also I've heard from a lot of Italian fans, they were really happy that he chose to, um, to cap their national side rather than Brazil. Um, so, you know, hopefully there's a big future for him. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play, I suppose. Um, so we'll see how much time he gets again. Yeah, that's always an issue at Chelsea. Yeah, and then the other one um, was when Tottenham fans were a little disappointed in, uh, considering we kind of hoped to be able to get Barkley on a free in the summer, but you uh, pooped us to it by um, actually offering money. Um, so uh, you signed Ross Barkley. Um, knowing that you would sign back Yoko and uh, Drinkwater in the previous window, what do you think the thinking is behind this kind of logjam at central midfield? And does this mean that in the summer maybe some uh, outs may be seen from this Chelsea midfield? Yeah, no. Who would have thought that actually spending money gets players? I don't know. It was very strange. Tell Daniel Levy that. I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a new new development. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but no. Bar- Barkley, you're right. That, that's that's an interesting signing because obviously he's um when he about two three years ago when he was kind of breaking through the scenes at Everton, um, everyone was really excited about him. You know, he was getting England caps. I think he's he's already got something like 25 England caps at his age, which is fairly impressive. He's still younger than a lot of people might think as well, which is, which is promising. Um, I, I do, I do think, I do think that he's a, he's a good player from, from obviously watching him for the last couple of years. Um, he's definitely not someone that Chelsea can trust on the defensive side. I think Conte in his press conference actually went out of his way to mention that he will not be playing as a holding midfielder. So, um, that'll be very interesting to see because obviously you mentioned the, the kind of log jam at, at central midfield with, um, Cesc Fabregas, which I, I do see Cesc Fabregas leaving the club at the end of the season, probably in the summer, which is very disappointing. Um, but you know, you can't have it, you can't have it all. Um, and Golo Conte is obviously a locked in, locked in starter for every single game. So you've, you've got one position down and hold. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Barkley playing a two with Conte, but he definitely, Definitely needs to be adjusted to this team, to playing for a side as big as Chelsea, moving this step, moving the taking a step up from Everton. It's a big jump, in my opinion, to um, the weekly requirements that that he would be asked to perform at Chelsea. Um, it was interesting because uh, everyone obviously suspected him to play kind of um, in a in a two in midfield or a three in midfield when he came in. He even himself in his first press conference, um, Barkley said that. That was kind of where he expected himself to play, but um, we've seen in these first couple games, including today's game, which I will try not to mention too much because it was a horrible, horrible result. Um, it did did start and play in a, as one of the front three players, um, and yeah, that that was interesting to see. I thought I personally thought he put in a decent enough shift. Um, you know, still still looks like he's 
recovering from that injury, which was a big injury. I think he was out for about six months, maybe five months. So, you know, it's going to take him some time to get back up to full speed. But I think it's a promising signing. Um, a bit better than the signing of like people like Danny Drinkwater and stuff like that, where I think they're just kind of mediocre players that we probably could have entrusted people like to Ruben Loftus-Cheek or something like that. Someone who the fans really want to see come through and really think that can to make, can make a step up to the next level. I think Barkley's in that same category, but um, time will time will tell, I suppose. Interesting stuff. Again, we won't get into any of uh, Conte's yeah. reactions today. We'll we'll give that a little time to breathe and, and see if we know better um, in future. Uh, but thanks so much for taking the time out today. Uh, no, you and I are on very different time schedules, and neither of them are the <laughs> British time schedule. Uh, so do appreciate you coming on. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Yeah, no worries, guys. Um, you can find my ramblings at um, on my Twitter at uh, Stephen Clark CFC, and um, obviously on in my I'm writing some articles right now for um, EPO Index and uh, London is Blue. Terrific! Thanks so much for coming on, and I'm sure we'll speak soon.